Okay, thank you everybody for joining us today. I have some very, very interesting guests. Isaiah Harris, who is an 18-year-old student from Springdale, Arkansas, and his father, Justin, who owns a school in Springdale, Arkansas. And they are here to tell us a little bit about Isaiah's experience with the vaccine. Isaiah, welcome to the show. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better now. I'm doing pretty good right now. Uh, tell me what happened. I got the Pfizer vaccine and on my second dose, it made my chest hurt really bad uh, within 48 hours. So I went to the hospital and they gave me a case of myocarditis and they gave me like my troponin levels ended up being that of a heart attack. Did you go immediately to the hospital after you got the vaccine? I did not. So I actually went and walked my graduation. I just graduated community college as well as high school. I went and walked that and it was that night actually. It started to hurt and I got a little bit better. So I went and lifted weights. And then right after that in the morning, it was just so bad. I couldn't breathe. So then that's whenever I went into the hospital. And what, tell us why, what made you take the vaccine? The vaccine. So I plan on going into med school and I thought it was a requirement. I think it is, but there's a lot of pressure to get it right now. It feels like. And did you have any reservations about getting it or did you just think it's, there's no risk here. I ought to get it. No, before I got it, I, I was under the impression that there was no risk. It was completely safe. It was for the better. And after now, I just, I don't think it was worth it. Yeah. Um, and so are you completely recovered now? No, I'm not completely recovered, but I'm doing a whole lot better than I was. The doctors report that they immediately recognize it as a vaccine injury. injury. No, no, actually the first hospital that I went to, they would not acknowledge that anything to do with the vaccine. They told me it was a virus and that it was just something that I had caught. But the second hospital I went to, uh, Dr. Alan Klein, he's doing research on it. The link between mRNA vaccines and myocarditis. And he's the one who told me that they were linked. Where is that hospital? That's in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, so it's the Cleveland Clinic? Yes, sir. Oh, you had to go all the way up to Cleveland to get a doctor who would acknowledge that this may have been a vaccine injury? Yes, sir. And how about the initial doctor you went to? That was the hospital in Springdale? It was in Rogers, Arkansas. It was, so my experience there was not great at all. I went in telling my chest pains and I was in a waiting room for around two hours. And then they kept me in a hallway for six hours because the, I'm a healthy 18 year old. They just didn't think it could be a heart attack, I guess. And then what happened? And then my, it got so much worse there. And then I was hospitalized for four days. After that, they released me and gave me medicine to basically numb my heart and help with the swelling. Did they say, were they apologetic at all for keeping you in the... <laughs> no, not at all. I, actually, I called to leave a message for one of the doctors after, and one of the nurses that treated me picked up, and she, some words were exchanged, and she ended up hanging up on me and wouldn't get me through to the doctor, so I couldn't contact them. It was not... Not a great experience at all. What were you going to say to the doctor, Isaiah? I tell him I'm still in pain and I think there's something wrong with me, but I couldn't get through to him. So I'm just laying in bed, a lot of chest pain. 
And was this before you went to see Dr. Klein in the Cleveland Clinic? Yes, I actually went to Dr. Klein on June 16th. And when so was your injury? My injury was around May 1st. Like you were treated on May 2nd in that hospital? Yes. And Justin, what was your, I mean, I, you probably were even more worried than Isaiah as the father, right? We were very worried. It became, at first, having the Moderna vaccine and he had the visor. Moderna, I got sick on both of them, but it was a four-day sickness, having to stay in bed, but got over it. So at first we thought, okay, he's just kind of sick. Go ahead, walk your graduation. It was hot that day. We didn't think much of it. And then he went home. He gradually got worse. He's the type that continued to go. He went ahead and worked out. And then he continued to have a hard time breathing. And so we took him into the emergency room. They wouldn't let me go back because of the COVID restrictions. His mom kept on telling him, you know, he's having a heart attack. They ignored us. And that's when eight hours went by and she finally said, you know, he's having a heart attack. And they kind of took her serious. And we had to fight with the hospital. It was a continuing, you know, this is serious. We had to beg them basically to do something. And then of course, I finally got to go once he was admitted and they just would never relent or say that, you know, this is part of the vaccine. They said he probably came in contact with someone who had a virus. And then that's how he caught it, the myocarditis. And then his, when his lungs filled up with fluid, they just didn't know what to say. And then when he continued to have problems afterwards, they wouldn't answer our phone calls. We couldn't get anybody. And fortunately, Isaiah has a friend in the executive world that had connections with Cleveland Clinic. And that's, we were fortunate to get with Dr. Klein, who did research beforehand on the virus connection with myocarditis and pericarditis. That's how we were just fortunate to where he could connect the two. When there was only 77 cases like in Israel and different places that he's the one that caught the connection. And so that's- Oh, I think there's a lot more than that. Right, well, that was at the time when he first wrote the first article, there was only 77 cases in the world. Now, by this time, he has seen over, Isaiah knows the number, but I think he has seen hundreds cases just himself. When we reported it, they have not gotten back with us on Isaiah's case to know what they're going to do or get medical information on Isaiah. So we're still waiting to hear from the CDC on even further information on him. And did the CDC contact you? You reported this to theirs, right? Yes, we did. Who, who reported it? Did you or the doctor? The doctors never reported it. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't report it from the hospital. So you personally did the report? We did. I contacted, I'm friends with um, the Surgeon General in Arkansas, and he had asked us to report it, and he sent us the link, and then that's how we reported it. Now, does that worry you at all that you had to know the Surgeon General of Arkansas, or it would have never got reported? It did. It does worry me, because it 
it makes you wonder, even though, I mean, honestly, we were going to report it anyway for Isaiah, but he kind of nudged us a little bit to report it because it probably would have took us a little longer to report it. it that does bother me because I think the hospital should have done it automatically, but they, they just assumed it was a virus and not connect the two at Mercy Hospital. That does concern us a whole how bunch. Long it, how long did it take you to report it? Well, we ended up reporting it, I think, seven days after his incident. But how long did you have to spend on the link to figure it out and then fill out the form? Was it five minutes or 15? I would say probably once we got in there, it only took about 10 minutes where I found a lot of issues on reporting it was they wanted us to put all the medical information in there. And I'll be honest with you, that was a little tough for us because putting all of his test numbers in there, we couldn't do that because he had so many tests ran all the four days, we couldn't do that. And that does bother me because if we can't give the CDC all the information, how are they gonna get it? And so I was only able to give them the first days when he was in the emergency room, those tests. So they don't even have a picture, overall picture of what happened to Isaiah to know if it. I read in the Defender, in the article that appeared in the Defender, that it was a nurse who came in with an article that said that myocarditis is a side effect of the vaccine. Yes, he came in and showed me a study done in Israel, actually, of, I think it was teens, male teens. It was, it was very common in them. So this was at a time when the doctors were telling you it wasn't the vaccine, and a nurse came in. And yeah. Yes, the nurse came in telling me, I was talking to him about, it was a, I thought it was the vaccine that caused it, and he said, yeah, I don't really, I don't agree with getting the vaccine, even though he's in the medical field, and then he showed me this article from Israel. It was a male nurse. Is that yes. what it was a male nurse who initially yeah. said it wasn't the vaccine and then came and said, oh, I made a mistake. Maybe it was the vaccine. He couldn't confirm it was the vaccine, but we were talking about how it was, how it was very possible because of Israel. Justin, what, did, what do you understand the prognosis of his Isaiah? The diagnosis? Well, and the prognosis, long-term what, what's going to happen? What does his life look like now? As of right now, according to Clean, uh, Cleveland, he has to six months of basically bed rest. He cannot, because of some of the medicine that Mercy put him on, they numbed his heart, that the next six months, all he can basically do is walk his dog, no lifting weights, no sports, or he can have a possible heart attack. And what they're going to do is the local doctor will have to do continued lab work, looking at his heart to see how he's going to do. And then they'll have to see from there to see if the inflammation of the heart goes down. And they'll just have to monitor from here on out to see how his heart is doing. Isaiah, what do you... You know, you just mentioned that you were thinking of going to medical school. Does this, does this experience, you think it's going to color the way that you might act as a doctor to your own patients? 
Yes, I definitely think that I'll be doing it differently than some of the doctors uh, did with me. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, in what way? Well, I would, especially with something like a vaccine that we don't have research done on, a lot of research, I would treat people who say they were basically being experimented on. I would make sure that they're okay, especially if they come in saying they have heart pains. I would make that like top of my priority. And I like to do some research into this, like how mRNA vaccines affect us. All right, so I just called up the, um, the numbers. It says, according to the latest data from VAERS, which is the American system, there have been 1,117 cases of myocarditis and pericarditis, which is heart inflammation in all age groups reported in the U.S. following COVID vaccinations since December 14, 2020. 686 cases attributed to Pfizer, 391 cases to Moderna, 36 cases to Johnson and Johnson. And that probably reflects the uptake of those separate vaccines. As a parent, what is your reaction, Justin? Isaiah is a pretty private person when it comes to this. And I'm glad he's wanting to speak out on this. But why we came out is I think it's time for parents to educate themselves. And I think one of Isaiah's point and our point is to say the parents really need to educate themselves. And I'm encouraging the CDC to stop the vaccination of teenagers and children on the COVID-19 vaccine. I think it's the dangers of it really, they, it's just not okay. One thing Isaiah said, even in the article that if kids and teenagers have the if they can overcome COVID, I don't think the vaccine's worth having a heart condition for the rest of their life or live with this than having a vaccine that could cause damage for the rest of their life. You know, and I used to be believe in vaccines. I, I took the Moderna myself. My wife didn't take any vaccine. The other two sons didn't take the vaccine. But I think it's time that they put a stop to this. What is Isaiah's mom? What's her reaction? She, she's the one who was sitting for eight hours in the hallway with him. How does she feel? You know, she's heartbroken. She was against the vaccine. I was more for it because he's social. He's very out there, goes places and does, you know, a lot. We were literally locked down. Arkansas was not a lockdown state. But us personally, we stayed inside and didn't go anywhere. Isaiah actually didn't go anywhere for several months. And he never got COVID, never had COVID. For him to have the vaccine and then this to happen, it was heartbreaking for her because we talked long about this vaccine and she did not want him to have it. And so she's definitely heartbroken. This has been very hard for her. Like I said in the article in the Defender, I feel a lot of guilt for it because I encouraged Isaiah because if he's going to be out, you know, to have the vaccine, we played both sides of it. She's really heartbroken about it. Are those your two younger, your, are those brothers? No, one's 19 year old. He's 19 and he's in college. And then the other one is 16. And we let them decide what they wanted to do.
And why did they base their decision on? Were they educating themselves or are they just, you know, against any kind of intervention like that? No, they educated themselves and we educated them. We told them, of course, myocarditis, to be honest, wasn't even on our radar, but there was some other factors that we weighed in, what we had learned about it, that we had shared with them that could have been a possible side effect. And we even shared that with Isaiah and he was okay with some of the risk, but myocarditis wasn't even one of those risks that we had even heard of. That was not something we had heard of, but there were some other things that we had heard of and Isaiah was okay with it, but possible death was not part of it. That was a shock to us. Yeah, I think it's tough when you have, you know, vaccines are the only medical intervention that is administered to healthy people. And every other medicine is given to somebody who has already suffered, who is suffering some risk or some diminution in quality of life. And somebody like that may be willing to take in an enhanced risk. But if it's a prophylactic medication, according to virtually any compilation of medical ethics, it ought to be risk-free because you're giving it to somebody who has no risks. Uh, I think that's something that, you know, Americans need to understand that we really have a right to understand these risks. And if there is risk, a healthy person has a right to refuse this intervention. Exactly. You're right. Thank you. It was an honor to talk to you very much. Thank you very much for your courage. Thank you for joining us. And we will ask all of our viewers to pray for you, Isaiah, for a quick recovery. And I know that you're going to make a really good doctor when you graduate from medical school. So thank you for speaking up. Thank you for having me.